Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name's Michaela. I hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the My Vinyasa Practice Podcast, Heartfelt Consciousness. My name is Michaela. Today we have with us Miguel Castillo. Miguel teaches for my vinyasa practice in several different capacities, um, and we have him here today to talk to us a little bit about Ayurvedic cooking, which I believe there's a course in the making. Uh, yes, yes. Awesome. Uh, thank okay. you so much. How are you today, Miguel? Uh, I'm doing great, doing great. Um, excited for, for this podcast and for the opportunity to, to share some, some knowledge and um, for the... Uh, the, the little program that I've been working on here this past uh, couple months. We'll definitely plug that at the end. So don't mm-hmm. sure. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we start to dive in? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was, uh, I was actually born in Mexico and moved to Austin when I was nine, about nine or 10. But, um, you know, as, as, as you know, like the culture revolves pretty, pretty heavily around food in most countries around the world, especially in Mexico. And so I grew up having this exposure to food um, from my grandparents, from my parents. Um, and it was always sort of this big communal space where everybody would get together and, and cook and share meals and, and, and just and just be in community with, with family and friends, right? So I think that that was a big planting of the seed initially um, as I was growing up. And then when I, when I came to the US, um, I, I was um, maybe around 10 or 11 when my, my like one friend here uh, invited me to this little summer camp. Uh, and it was held, I don't remember the name, but it was at a, at a Buddhist temple uh, in or around the Austin area. Um, and so it was like a week long and we spent a solid amount of time every day just um, practicing meditation practicing martial arts. And um, then we had like a big meal time where all the kids and, and the teachers would go and, and just share a meal together and sort of have some more of this communal um, quality time. Um, and so I now kind of reflecting back, you know, all of these little experiences throughout life have I've been just like planting seeds here and there, um, especially in these areas that that maybe I always knew I was interested in, but um, didn't quite understand uh, to what extent or like what role they were all gonna play in, in life, right? Um, and then fast forward to, to high school, I, I started actually uh, studying culinary arts um, 
all through high school. And then right after high school, I went in to actual culinary school and, and did the whole deal there. And I think that was when, when this passion for, for food really developed as I got to work with so many ingredients I never knew existed. And, uh, you know, I got to, to study different cuisines and so all of that exposure was, was maybe what opened up uh, another space or another relationship with food. Um, and I and I actually tried to uh, to work in the field, and and I did for for a couple of years. Um, but I think I came to realize that it it wasn't so much. Um, wasn't the path for me, not in, in that capacity, right? Uh, and a lot of it had to do with just the culture of the service industry. So I wasn't into like spending all my time and my energy and my effort in the restaurant itself and and sort of forsaking my social life and, and my family and friends and, and my, any free time at all. So with that came, uh, kind of this change in direction into the medical field along with other other uh, influences there but but the idea was to, to find a way to help people in, in some capacity whether it was through feeding them or through you know medical uh intervention or help um i have to admit that it was also a big um big incentive to have like a more flexible schedule to not be overworked and to be compensated better than than you would in in a restaurant right you know unless you're you're grinding hard to to make it big right um and after many years in the medical field and a lot of like unfulfillment just because, you know, the deeper I got into it, the, the more I began to see um, kind of the reality of, of Western medicine. Um, and that led to eventually me stumbling into, uh, well, it wasn't by coincidence, right? I, I had a, an interaction with a patient, you know, at one point, like not even in the Austin area, uh, which led me to the space, um, the first like, yoga class that I took two years later, which led to me meeting Chris and then, you know, my wife. And, and now we have, we have this whole life built and, and we have baby, our baby and, and our dogs. And, and, and it, it's crazy to see how, how everything, you know, comes back around. Um, and from that point on, I, I, I deepened my practice. I, I then discovered Ayurveda and, and that led to kind of piecing together all of these puzzle pieces that I've had and collected and didn't know how to, to make all of these things function together until, until I was like deep enough in my practice where I could see, oh, well, you know, I could take the aspects of like cooking and then healthcare, 
and then and then you discover that it's that it's all connected and that it works and then uh you know that sort of brought me to to where i am today and and i'm just trying to to continue to learn and to and to implement all of these things that i thought at one point were were just a waste of time or, or you know pointless that i had pursued um yeah and and then you find you find the meaning in in all of these coincidences right that's beautiful thank you for sharing first of all um your one friend that really got me bless your sweetheart <laughs> your yeah, one yeah, yeah. friend <laughs> yeah yeah he was uh my one friend uh that i made and yeah what a great know, was, one friend to make who took you to a buddhist temple at 10 or 11 like what an amazing experience to have uh yeah it was it was um it was very interesting you know coming from a different country uh, i i obviously knew the language but um to go from mexico to the us and then to go into a totally different culture within within the us you know and to to be exposed to that right away was um yeah it was a pretty pretty good experience pretty uh, pivotal moment in life i think uh because from there like the this inspiration and this um this fascination with like not just the culture but the food and the practices it was the first time that i ever put together like uh the mind body connection while practicing uh martial arts and then meditating afterwards that's that is so cool um that's definitely something i want to hear more about at a later date um what a pivotal time to have as a child okay anyway moving on i digress um so it makes sense though that you teach meditation and that you are like so inclined and like so so good at it you have yeah but you know perfect like presence it, for it it didn't make sense for for many many years right um they just seem like random you know random instances in time where i was doing one thing and i was interested in another and then i went back to another thing um so it really took uh like a lot of time to and a lot of self work right a lot of digging with within and and contemplating and and trying to find answers and meanings uh for it to to finally click and for me to be like oh that's what i was doing not knowing back then but that's all right that's that's how most people start and i think that that beautifully mirrors kind of like the whole intention behind ayurveda right to really understand the core of what's happening exactly with this prana that we're taking in yeah um which leads me into my next question for you mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about what ayurveda is for those of us who might not know mm-hmm. yeah so if you if you break down the word uh, ayurveda you you can you can see that is comprised of of veda which is knowledge 
you know, roughly translated into knowledge. And then ayer, which is life or the longevity. So when you put it together, it makes a lot more sense, right? The, the, the knowledge of a long and healthy life. Um, so that's like the, the easiest way to, to define it. But it's, it, you know, it's, it's an old, old, probably the oldest um, of the healing sciences. You know, like 5,000 years old. So it's, um, it's been around and it's proven uh, that it works like better than, than any other uh, science that I've come across. Um, but the, so as, as I guess as Ayurveda worked its way into the West, uh, eventually all of these, um, more natural healing modalities that now exist like homeopathy or uh, energy healing, even energy healing, uh, like Reiki healing from Japan. Um, we're sort of influenced from, from this mother of all uh, healing practices. That's beautiful. I love the way I've never, no one's ever explained to me the, the actual root of the word, but as I often find in, as I'm learning in the yoga world, that mm -hmm. they're very self-explanatory and straightforward when they're giving us these terms. They're usually like, this is exactly what we mean. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I, I think it, it really helps to break, break down these words because Sanskrit is not a simple language. You know, you can't just directly translate it into, uh, into English, but, you know, we do our best and, and then what you get is like the essence of, of the word or, or, or you know, the- It's understanding, I feel like, yeah. Like an mm -hmm. experiential understanding, which is I think what's so unique about yoga. Mm -hmm. um, so thank you for sharing that, first of yeah. all. Um, so you mentioned that you loved food before. Mm -hmm. When you stumbled upon Ayurveda, was it with cooking specifically? Or did that just come quickly afterwards because it's something you're inclined to do anyway? Um, well, honestly, it, I discovered it by, I think after, after being in the medical field for, for many years and, and sort of realizing that like, there has to be a better way to approach health, right? To approach um, this this balance that is, you know, that's the nature or the one of the key principles in Ayurveda that you that all of life is balance, and when you find an imbalance, then you call that the disease. So the natural state of of human beings or of all living things and of everything that is that is around us, you know, the, the whole cosmos is, is naturally, it's, it's natural order is, is to be balanced. And so when there's an imbalance, then you see, you know, these manifestations, whether it's, whether you call it cancer or, you know, the flu uh, or COVID, like these are just uh, nature's way to, to restore the balance in, 
in the world. Um, and so as I was trying to find uh, a better way to, uh, to approach, maybe not even uh, healthcare, but just like to approach my own health, uh, my own balance and, and well-being. I, um, it may have been through, through a lecture um, and just sort of self-study that I came across this and then, and then I learned a little bit more and then, and then I, the more and more that I, that I looked into it, the more um, that it made sense and the more it resonated with, uh, with like my values, you know, and, and the more that I started to see this big uh, dissonance between uh, like Western healthcare and, and what I was doing in, in that space and, and this whole other world that has actually, it's ancient and has been around and um, it's only recently been um, like accepted and, and brought into the mainstream. Um, yeah, so that was, and, and then just do that, just do, do self-learning and exploration. It's like the best way that I can, at least the best way for me to approach anything. Um, you know, I, I, I tend to not, or to be very, very selective and reserved on like what I share and teach, uh, unless I've tried it myself and, and I know it works, right? I like that, I appreciate that. that I think that makes us more authentic, right? Michelle always says, mm. teach what you practice. Yeah, yeah, and then and then through my own practice and experience with, um, like trying to find this understanding, and and um, then that's that sort of slowly developed into into implementing uh, like this whole cooking aspect behind it, um, you know. And so you you start to understand that uh, at a, like a biological level. Um, Ayurveda believes that, you know, disease is, is created when there's an imbalance in these energies, right? Because everything is energy and, and our cells, like, are, uh, if we're looking at humans or just any living organism, there's, there's tiny little cells. We're comprised of like millions and millions of cells. Uh, and if these cells don't function properly, you know, due to like an imbalance in these energies that that make them um, um, move fluid in and out, or nutrients in and out, or metabolize nutrients, or or absorb these, um, or their structure like is compromised, then then you find you know like death in the cell, and um, and that's and and I think the. Uh, the beauty of Ayurveda is that it, it places the emphasis on, on the prevention of imbalances, right? Rather than treating symptoms of the greater imbalance that is happening within you. 
Um, and it's always about maintenance, how to maintain, you know, it's in the name, it's, it's longevity, how to, to make yourself healthy in the long run and how to stay healthy, how to stay balanced. Beautifully put, beautifully put, which leads us very smoothly into my next question. So what does Ayurvedic cooking look like? What does uh, it entail? Well, so if, if we have this like basic understanding of sort of what Ayurveda aims to, to teach, um, well, I, I guess if I can explain like, um, so there's like the philosophy behind it, right? If, if the entire cosmos is made up of interactions of, of energies and there's, there's a, you know, the five great elements, which are space or, or ether, air, fire, water, and earth. Um, these, the way that these elements are, um, are combined or interact with each other uh, gives you the, the basic constitution that human beings are, are made of, right? Um, and so when you, when you look at these constitutions, you have, uh, you have vata, which is ether and, and air, a combination of those. And, and that can be translated as the, the subtle energy of movement. So what helps, um, you know, like fundamentally these, these cells in our bodies to, to move energy in and out and to move fluids in and out. Um, and then you have pitta, which is fire and water, and, and that's the energy of, of digestion and uh, metabolism. So, you know, for the cell to, to be able to move energy and then to metabolize that energy, um, it has to be balanced. And then you have kapha, which is earth and water, or the energy of, of the actual physical structure of these cells or of our bodies, right? And, and so it kind of ties back to, to the, the, the like biological way to, to, view, to view this. And so um, with these three constitutions in mind, um, you know, you, you learn about yourself and your connection to food, um, you know, because, because food is prana. Prana is what, you know, keeps us alive and, and well. Um, and when you apply that understanding into, into cooking or into your nutrition, then you get Ayurvedic cooking. And so it's like the understanding of what your body needs to balance itself um, or your unique constitution, right? Uh, in order to, to nourish yourself in this way. And that's, uh, yeah, that's the, at least that's what I've come to, to understand um, out of Ayurvedic cooking. It's, it's more of a, um, so I can say a few things that Ayurvedic cooking is not, and it's not a fad diet, you know, um, 
usually these are like short term. They focus on modificating your your current eating habits uh, by adding or eliminating like a food group or an ingredient or specific items in the kitchen. Um, and the the main goal is to it's it's usually related to weight, so like gaining or losing weight, uh, or gaining or losing fat, uh, or gaining or losing muscle mass. Um, and so it's not a not like that's not the that's not the purpose or the goal. You know what it actually is 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 a practice of mindful observation. Uh, followed by the appropriate response. So you have, you know, this deeper, deeper connection and conversation going with your body, with your digestion, um, which leads to like a better understanding of the self, right? Because if you know what is making you feel weird today or feel at, at least in your digestion, you know, uh, then you know how to fix it. You know, maybe what you did uh, that didn't agree with the body at this time, and so it's it's more of a a lifestyle change to implement this um, throughout your life, and it it aims to promote a healthy digestion, uh, this natural balance that is the foundation of Ayurveda, and. Um, and how to support your physiology without these uh, strict restrictions or limitations that the conventional diet has, you know, so you're not, you're not actually saying like, I'm never eating fast food, or I'm never eating this. Um, because sometimes, you know, if, if you if you practice this enough, and you're, and you're in tune with yourself and your body, and, and you have this understanding, then, then you just increase or decrease foods according to your constitution and your current digestion and your surroundings, right? In order to find the balance. So you're never saying, well, I can never eat cheeseburgers again. You know, maybe you you need a cheeseburger, you know, in this particular time and uh, and you eat it and your body accepts it. Right? I love that. I love a no, like hard and fast rule, kind of mm -hmm. like change of lifestyle. I think that was such a nice way to put it. Um, and so you keep saying constitution. Can you tell us how one might find out what their well, constitution is? Um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways, um, especially online, to uh, to go and find a quiz. I, t I tend to, to not gravitate towards just like any quiz, but but I, I actually have and, and found a um, a good little constitution like chart assessment deal that I'll I'll send to you so we can share with the uh, with the listeners. Um, and it's it's not like an actual quiz that you go online, but but it's a chart and it has questions, and it suggests that you you do it once yourself and and maybe a second time with somebody that knows you so that they can go through this list. Um, and that way, you know, because when you do it yourself, you tend to, to lean towards whatever outcome you want there to be, rather than, you know, the, 
the truth sometimes. Sometimes we, we like to bend the rules, right? That's just the nature of humans. We, we want it to be in our favor. Um, so we can say like, well, if you want to be a pitta, then sure, you can call yourself a pitta, but if, but if your constitution is not, then check it out. And, uh, and then be, uh, be, be uh, truthful to yourself in that way. I love that. <laughs> if you want to be, I mean, you're right. And I don't know that I've ever had someone take it with me. So I might have to have my husband take it with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So like, find, um, yeah, find somebody who, like your husband who really knows you and, and kind of go in and back and forth. Yeah. Um, just to give you a little bit more understanding, right? yeah um, to be truthful <laughs> yeah it's it's nice to have the uh, well i guess it wouldn't be super like non-biased because it's your husband but right but so. uh but it, it's it's just another it's just another avenue to take if right. you wanna if you wanna try yeah. we like different perspectives exactly it's it's always uh things are more clear when you can expand your perspective yes awesome okay so with my dosha quiz and my just a little bit mm -hmm. of knowledge of constitutions we are in a pitta time right now right because it's summer mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay yeah. so what does can you explain a little bit what that might mean what is a pitta and why summer yeah so it's um it's summertime, so temperatures higher, digestion is uh, a little bit more fiery, um, just naturally, right? And if we think of, if we think of our agni or or your digestive fire as, as um, the same way like a uh, a bonfire works, right? You add you add wood uh, and there's like a right amount. Otherwise you have this like big old flame uh, or there you can like suffocate the fire if there's not enough oxygen and then the flame dies down. Uh, so it's about finding that sweet spot in between. So if it's, if it's the summertime and we know, understand that during the summer, um, this, this flame is raised, it's, it's very hot, right? Um, then we wanna try to balance that by, you know, taking in um, cooling recipes that can support. Um, so you, you kind of try to counterbalance whatever it is you're feeling in that way. You could be like totally on the opposite spectrum during summertime um, and you might need to to sort of stoke that fire, you know, maybe add more wood to that fire so that it can properly uh, break down your food and metabolize it and, and convert it into energy. Um, yeah, but it, it's it's um, it's kind of like that. So when the fire is too is too big, too hot, then your food's just gonna burn, and then you have this charred piece of whatever it is you're eating. And then that doesn't give you any nutrients because you've killed them off. 
Um, and then if your fire or your, your digestion is too weak, then it just sits there and it's not able to cook. Like think about um, trying to boil rice on like low, you're never gonna get there. Um, and if your digestion is sort of like up and down, um, some days it's hot, some days it's not, some days it's just right. Um, and it's a matter of trying to, to find um, what you need to, to keep it at like medium heat or, or just the right amount, right? Um, but you can do that too. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to choose the, uh, is that the right bed? Just the right size? think that's what she uh what she did um but with all of that in mind um you know the way people can can approach um or can try to implement uh ayurvedic cooking um is to do like a couple of key concepts and and one of them is obviously digestion so how easily your body can break down the food and convert that into, into useful energy and nutrients, right? So we observe what we're feeling currently um, and we select food that is appropriate with the qualities that we need. So if, if your digestifier is super hot during the summer, then don't, then lean, lean towards, um, you know, summertime is, is really good for, for raw foods, um, just because digestion is strong. Raw food is actually very tough to break down um, in your GI tract. So it's not recommended to eat it, you know, when your digestion is weak, because then it's like, you're trying to cook this food with a low flame again. Uh, so nothing is, is happening there. Um, but also through, through the combination of foods. So it's another big, big um, key concept in, in Ayurveda, the, the combination of foods that you're, you're taking in. So like if you're eating a bunch of raw salads and then you're following that with um, a cold beverage, then, then it's just uh, the strong fire that is now cooking these raw salads is being put out by the cold water or drink that you're taking in. Um, and also the use of spices. So for, I would say uh, like it's sort of overlooked, especially in, in the modern kitchen, you know, and you're just trying to make food taste better and like develop flavors, but but spices have been around as long as plants have been around, right? And so if we start to think of spices um, as having more dimension than, than just flavor and just making your food tasty, um, you, you realize that spices are just nature's medicine, you know, and, and it's, and, and they're, they're meant to to aid digestion and support it rather than, than to just make it your food taste good. Um, yeah, so so use like 
cooling spices or, or heating spices. Um, implementing the, so there's the, the six tastes that are recognized in Ayurveda. And, and you wanna implement these tastes because each one uh, carries a uh, unique energy, right? And unique information on a physiological level. And so you have sweet, sour, uh, salty, bitter, astringent, and pungent. Um, and these, and, and, and using all of these tastes in your, whether it's in your meal or um, with side dishes, you can create like a more biodiverse meal that's full of everything you need. So you have all of this energy and vitality that you're taking in. And now, and now you're you're sort of completing uh, your meal and like reinforcing it to to support you. Um, and I, I wanted to touch on on astringent and pungent because like it's not super common knowledge, you know. Um, astringent is is more of a like when your mouth puckers or you have a, a little bit of a constriction in your throat or um, Sometimes food gives you this uh, like dry, rough, chalky sensation in the mouth. Uh, so like things like popcorn, uh, cranberries, pomegranate um, would give you this, this taste uh, inclusion into your meals. Um, and then pungent, which is, uh, I, I love that word, is just, it's heat producing or spicy, right? So things like peppers and wasabi, uh, horseradish, things that like you put in your mouth. And if you've ever taken too much wasabi, you know, like it's, that's your, it's not, it's not spicy, but it, it produces a lot of heat and it almost makes you cry. So that is, that, that's what pungent would be. Um, and, and then, um, Obviously, like if we're talking about um, prana, which is what you're you're taking in from all your food and you know and from from everything else, right? Uh, you want to consume and select food and ingredients that are high in prana. Um, so selecting fresh, uh, maybe local, seasonal whole foods whenever possible uh, is gonna, this is gonna help support all of that because as we know, that's the life force and the higher the prana in this ingredient or in this uh, meal that you prepare, then the, the more that you benefit from it, the more vitality you receive. Um, you can think of, of the prana in the food as, as like the components that make up the food, right? So like the, the the minerals, the vitamins, um, the chemical compounds that like the plants produce that you absorb, um, and aiming to to reduce highly processed foods um, because you know the the further away that that your food is from the source, so like either from the ground or from wherever the most times it's the ground. Um, so so if you think about it. Um, 
like how long has it been and how many times this has changed to become what it is that I'm eating. Um, so the further you are, you are from, from its source, the, the less prana that is left in it. So things like frozen foods, little to no prana, you know, they sit in your, in your freezer for months sometimes. And, uh, and while these were like really, really essential ways to conserve food back in the day, um, now we have this understanding that like, well, we can, we just have to do it mindfully because it's going to lose its, uh, its vitality. And then it's just sort of like filling, right? It's just, it's just making your gut feel full, but you're not actually intaking a whole lot of, of, uh, of prana or, or nutrition from it. Um, and if, if like all of this is like too much for people to, to like grasp or to like to start to explore it, I would say the most important, um, the most important principle in an Ayurvedic cooking would be the your mindset. Um, so your your state of mind, you know. Um, so this this practice suggests that meal time is an opportunity, right? That allows us to connect with the energy that, and th this energy and this information that our food carries and transmits onto us. Um, so, you know, like the, the first law of, uh, of thermodynamics, it teaches you that energy cannot be created or destroyed, you know, energy is there. Uh, but it can be transferred. So if you just keep that in mind, you know, if we if we have this poor mindset or if we're frustrated or angry while we handle the food or while we prepare it or or while we eat the food, then all of this anger and frustration or, or you know whatever whatever the mindset is in that current moment uh, is being transferred to our food, and then what are we doing? We're taking the food in. And so you're just expelling the, the anger and frustration onto your ingredients. And then you're picking that same thing up and, and taking it in. So it's, it, then it creates this, this cycle, right? Um, so by bringing this awareness of, of the mindset, you can you can apply it to the entire process, right? Because because we can't control like, okay, how did the farmer handle this? Like, was he pissed while he was uh, harvesting the crops or was he in a good mood? Well, we can't control that. That's out of our control. Um, was there like too little rain? So it didn't grow as big as it should have, or, or you know, it's deficient in some way. Uh, we can't control that, but we can what, what we can control is, is our mindset, right? During the, the process, you know, once we pick the, the food. Um, and so this leads into a practice of mindful and intuitive eating, um, which then just forms this deeper connection to ourselves and essentially to, to our collective consciousness, right? 
because if we if we have this understanding that everything is energy then we're no separate from you know we're not separate from one another we're not separate from our food it's just a different form of of energy that's a really beautiful way to like dip your toe into it um mm -hmm. into the whole mindset of of ayurvedic cooking so i have one final burning yeah. question for you yes does that mean food and things like everything around us have constitutions um well from 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 what i understand is that all of so so the you know the cosmos is made up of the major elements so everything every everything that exists is made up of a, a certain combination of these elements um so i guess in a way yeah there's there is a constitution to it um i i don't think i i know enough to to tell you if like the constitution of of uh i don't know of of that tree is 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 this or that but um you know but but there are qualities you know there's qualities to everything so things can be hard or soft or uh light or heavy um yeah so you can you can approach these things with with that in mind um you know it helps with the balancing so if you have too much of one thing then you look for the for the opposite and that's how you balance things so too much too much heat then you cool too too cool then you heat it up you did a really great job of navigating my very confusing question so thank you uh, no, that's no. basically what i was looking for and so yeah thank you um yeah Thank you so much, Miguel, for sharing your wisdom. Is there anything else that you want to share the spotlight before we, we part ways today? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have, uh, I, like I mentioned, I, I was working on, I've had these like projects in mind that I'm, I'm trying to, to propel forward to, uh, to finally leave the the healthcare industry, you know, nothing wrong with it. There's always a time and space for, for medical intervention, but I think that it's just overdoing it. And it's, it's like everything, you know, like yoga becomes a business, healthcare yeah. becomes a business and that's the danger zone. Um, so we try to, to steer clear of that, but um, yeah, I've got a, a couple of little, um seasonal um sort of ayurvedic cooking with the seasons uh projects that uh that i've been developing um so so look forward to to these once they uh once i finish filming and uh i intend to to like put out nothing and these aren't like complicated recipes you know like anybody can can make kitchery, anybody can make a stew, right? Um, but with the emphasis of, of like, um, 
yeah, those principles, like try to stick to like what's growing in, and in season in your area. Cause like what's in season in Texas right now is not what's in season in like Korea, you know, or Africa or Australia. Um, yeah, no, a couple other other projects uh, in the works, but uh, but I'm still like trying to develop everything and, and to find the time now with with the baby to to get all this work done. Awesome! Thank you so much again. Thank you everyone for being here with us and for listening. And we will see you next time. Thanks.